All right. So we took a week off because I had laryngitis. Still not all the way over it, but somebody said my voice sounded like I was a crackhead. I didn't like that. That really offended me. Oh, God. So I'm back all week. Yeah. Against my doctor's orders. And by my doctor, I just mean some shit that I read on Google. Why we gotta start like this? Why you tell me I can't hear? She know that I won. No idea. Why don't it come up anymore? She hit me with this. She gave me that neck. Felt like it used to. Trying to suck soul out of me. Saying that she doing this cause she loving me. Like I'm the one and only. I'm in it like I came to collect. Like she lost a bet. It'd be so wet. Try not to break the bed. Try not to. I don't know. I got a bunch to talk about, and I want to get through it because we're already working on all the other shows that we need to handle. My times are just so swollen still. We ain't the same. Something special that come with the pain. It come from the pain. Like that one tag. You know where it's at. My kicks. It's Kasabi. Kasabi Live 01. As you can see, the more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never fuck around, you'll never find out. I took a chance, came in here with my voice fucked up, and I got ridiculed for it. Y'all can kiss my ass. We have a bunch of topics to get into, and if you're in the Airbnb game, you are ruining our lives. We will talk about what you're doing to us. I gotta take it easy. I gotta stop bullshitting. My shit still hurts, but I am in here. Gotta make that money. I want to be a cheeky, a cheeky podcaster. <laughs> I did just make a bunch of fucking noises. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I got all these noises. I never use them. Welcome back to the Kasabian Lavo show. I took the whole week, trying to get my voice back. It's semi back. So I'm going all week this week just to see if it's worth doing. And, and because I just, I need to fucking do better. And even tonight we had fuck ups. <laughs> I don't know what we did, but I fixed it. So we're good to go. They fixed it. It's fine. We're a team. But hey, we're back. We got a bunch of topics. Chat GPT wrote the intro. But uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking about cereal that broke up. So it's going to be spicy. Welcome to the Kasabian Lavo show where we deep dive into some of the most outrageous and jaw-dropping stories and topics of the week. From Oprah and The Rock Literally asking people for money. Like, that was the funniest shit I've ever heard. Um, Logan Paul's wife-to-be is suing Dylan Dennis. That's kind of weird. Steve Will Do It wants to fight Takashi 6 9 Will this happen? We'll be there to cover it, but that's not all, folks. Rod Wave literally went from million dollars worth of game to being caught cheating on his girl in 4K all in the same breath. The shit was like... Poetic justice or some shit like that. You should have seen him. He almost had a Drake feature and then boom, got caught cheating. That's just going to leave you as speechless. And if you haven't heard, the iPhone comes out tomorrow and it might have that USB-C. Now, how do you feel about that? This is a game changer. Just make sure you have your money and let's make sure that we're here for the new phones because, yeah, I think I'll try it if they change that. Plus, keep your eyes peeled for a mysterious cyber truck. There's like four of them now in Vegas. Like, I'm dead ass. I think they're already out. They're really out here driving around. 
And we'll also get into Airbnbs and New York City. New York City's putting a halt on Airbnbs or they're changing the game, but we're going to talk about Airbnbs because there's definitely something going on there that's very interesting. And Spotify, they played themselves. They bought so many podcasts and made a billion-dollar investment and put millions of dollars into shows that went nowhere and made no money back. But, hey, let's find out what exactly is going to happen in this podcast space. And to top it off, we've got some fantastic news for all you investors out there. If you've invested in Hostess, you know the snacks? Oh, your money's about to go through the roof, baby. Hostess just sold. So buckle up and get ready because we got a wild week of stories. And it's not really a week. It's just a couple of days of some shit that happened. But then tomorrow we got some more stories. That's going to be interesting because I don't even know how to do five days. It's going to be wild. So Trump's not in jail because I know a lot of people get mad that that's not a thing. But it's not. And that's pretty cool. Um, So Oprah Winterfree and The Rock Dwayne Johnson went over to Hawaii. Because they obviously got houses out there, right? Because they're good job billionaires. And I don't care about their money. I just find it highly absurd that they asked people for money to help at Maui. And as opposed to really helping, they just started a weird trust that had some, hey, bro, both of y'all worth a billion. Y'all could have thrown 20 million and wrote that shit off in taxes. Don't give me that. Oh, you don't know what people are going through. I don't know what people are going through. But when two billionaires are going to sit there and smile at me and tell me all this bullshit to donate and how they're going to put money aside. No, y'all didn't. Y'all started some weird-ass trust with a bunch of people that are not going to help the people of Hawaii. Again, I'm ashamed of what they're doing in Hawaii. It, it doesn't make sense. It's very, very embarrassing. And it just it shows you where the heart of our government lies when shit like this happens, right? They're more concerned about what happens in a war that's been ongoing, in a war that we have funded more money than the fucking people that are in the goddamn war themselves. They would rather continue to put money over there than take care of our own people. I mean, have you seen Ohio lately? I'm sorry. I always talk shit about Ohio. But anyway, Hawaii is definitely taking, you know, the, the brunt force of this. But the idea that they want to take the land back and do some weird shit. No, no, no. Give people back their shit and give them their money. We're not here for the government coming up with uh, these fucking banana republic ideas when it comes to spending money. Look who it is. Look who it is. Logan Paul's fiance is suing Dylan Dennis for all the posts that he posted on X and all the things that he's been saying about her. I don't know if it's really an open and shut case, but everybody seems to think that this is like very simple for them to prove that he's an asshole and that all the pictures that he released, even though they were public for some reason, he's going to get in trouble for reposting those. I'm really not sure how that works. I'm honestly kind of confused at the whole thing. So if anybody understands the law in this case, like how do you get in trouble for releasing things that are already on the internet? Is it because it was like composed into one? You know what I'm saying? Like just like a pile of shit there. I don't know what. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to see what other noises I got. I just don't know what law he broke. If everything was already on the internet, right? I don't know. Either way, I thought that was interesting. Like this fight between Logan and and Dylan is really being dragged out, and I really don't care for it. Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou, it's taking too long. Get to the fight already. I'm tired of seeing him talk. It's not good. It's not good for TV. This is not gonna work out well. They just need the fight. Uh, over the weekend, we got to see some masterful fighting with Str- Sean Strickland versus Adesanya. Israel Adesanya has been one of the I mean, bro, he was like the face of the new guys, right? When all these new guys came in like 2014, 2015, 2016, 
and started changing up the game and shaking up the game. These were the young guys that came in really rocking tits. Adesanya is an amazing fighter, but Stylebender seems to just not be in the game anymore. Sean Strickland literally walked him down for five rounds. I, at first, thought that maybe Adesanya pulled off the second round. After watching it again, Sean literally walked him down for five rounds. It was an amazing fight. It was great to watch. Sean Strickland might not be the best UFC champion you've ever seen, but damn, he's real as shit, and I think it's awesome. I'm glad that he won. Uh, and shout out to Izzy. I think Izzy's super dope. I really don't want to see Izzy lose. Like, that's not cool. Izzy's an amazing fighter that should be celebrated. But, it, you know, he might be over it. He might not want to do it anymore. <sighs> I'm tired of shit. Y'all know I still work corporate. I don't want to hurt. Steve Will Do It says he wants to fight Takashi 69 and that Takashi 69 only hits girls and he won't hit boys. I don't know how true this is, but if Steve Will Do It wants to fight Takashi 69, I would like to be ringside commentating so if full send wants to do this hit your boy up iphone 15 will be out tomorrow well at least tomorrow is apple's day but and who knows maybe we'll get some cool shit that we didn't expect i know the new apple watch is ass the ultra there's no ultra 2 coming out i don't believe there might be an ultra 2 coming out for the watch not too sure we'll definitely see a new iphone which is, is exciting as fuck because i would like something new um, I waited. I didn't get the 14. I didn't care for it. I don't think the 13 and 14 were that big of a difference. Honestly, I, I don't think we've seen a difference since like, when was the X? Remember when the X was like a thing? That was the first time everybody was like, what the fuck? But since then, Apple, you know, I just don't want to hear it about this USB-C cord. Do not make it seem like this is a thing. This USB-C shit is, um, it works solid. I just don't know how it's going to look at the end. I'm kind of nervous, but um, that means everybody's getting new phones if we're switching over to that. So keep an eye out for that. Now, you should never count your eggs before they hatch or count your roosters before they roost because Roddy Wave went from having the best interview of his life to getting caught in 4K, literally. he was There's clips circulating of him on Million Dollars Worth of Game where Wallow connects him with Drake, and you know they're trying to set up a collaboration for him which is awesome. And then in the same breath, there's a video of him walking up behind a woman where they said that he was cheating on his wife. I don't know. I just find it crazy that he was caught in 4K in such a way. It's just wild. It's just wild. Now, did you pre-order a Cybertruck? Me neither. But if you did, them shits are outside. I seen them. I seen like three of them things already driving around town. I thought it was a joke at first. I think that's the real Cybertruck. And if that is the real Cybertruck, I think they're coming soon. I don't know. I don't work for Tesla. Um, Sounds dope. Definitely sounds dope. But we do got some stories to get into. And if you did pre-order a Tesla truck, hit me up because I definitely want to take a ride in it. I want to know what it's about. I want to feel that thing. I want to be in it. I want to know how they decorate it on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> so listen. I've had a problem with Airbnb for a long time. Can I tell you why I have a problem with Airbnb? This story about Airbnb in New York is kind of the Airbnb story everywhere, isn't it? Airbnb first started as a way for you to rent out extra rooms in your house. Not the whole house. I don't know when that started. I don't know if that was the intention of how the app was to progress or that was just the natural evolution but airbnb at first from what my understanding was was that you would rent out the extra space in your house 
due to the weird market that we had where a lot of millennials and Gen Zers, I think, I don't know, whoever the fuck it was then, around 2009 to 2013 to 14, if you had money, you probably lived in a big-ass house with extra space for no reason. Airbnb came about, and you would rent out a room. It's pretty interesting. People would live there, and you would just sleep in the room. Now, I get that that sounds like this innovative way of doing things. It sounds like some weird-ass Craigslist shit that, like, took legs. Now, the idea of renting out properties short-term definitely disturbs the market. And I see people talking about how does this even affect the market, and then they really don't get it. The, the, it's very simple. It's supply and demand. If somebody's taking 10 rentals off the market, that means there's 10 people, excuse me, 10 couples or well, we could say 10 people, but in all reality, it's more like a hundred people because you figure if every household today holds about five to six people and there's 10 rentals that would hold six people. So that's 60 people. That's the implication of 10 short-term rentals that aren't long-term rentals. You put people in a position where now the market has less to offer, so rents are going to skyrocket. Rents don't go up for just no reason. It's supply and demand. Yeah, nobody wants to lower their rent, but when there's an abundance, they have to lower the rent, and that's the goal. The goal is to get rid of the short term. For example, New York City, they're just being taxed over the head because so many of those are being short term that it makes sense to keep them short term. They make so much money. But it doesn't make sense because there's people that still need to live. See, in Vegas, there's so many rules. In Henderson, there's so many rules because we have casinos. And most of these neighborhoods where Airbnbs are are uh, affluent neighborhoods where people don't want to be seen. They've ruined a lot of great neighborhoods in Las Vegas because of Airbnbs. Thank God that a lot of those have disappeared. But there's still a few I know that are live and thriving and making great money still here in Vegas, even with all the regulations. Now, I don't think the regulations are going to kill what's going on with Airbnb in New York, but the short-term rental service is definitely an issue because it's just no accountability, bro. The people that can't get rentals are doing Airbnb because they have evictions. Like the eviction process or the process of you paying what you owe to get into a rental isn't being done by people. It just isn't. You know how many people go, oh, my credit's bad, but I got money? No. No, you don't. Because if your credit's bad, that means you owe somebody. So your money ain't good. Bad credit just means that you didn't pay someone else. Your money's fraud in the light. It's not good money if you got bad credit. Evictions do not go away. You must pay for those. I hated being a realtor in Las Vegas. I barely had people that were worth dealing with qualifying-wise. I'm not saying my clients were bad people. It wasn't that. Everybody had a fucking CIN, an EIN. Nobody had good credit. Nobody's job was on the up and up. It was always something, always something. It's easier for people to get Airbnbs and just pay the fees for an Airbnb. I get it. It's just not the way of how things should be, though. It's fucking up the market. Short-term rentals really cause... Look, there's a reason why you don't see two-year leases. A lot of homeowners won't even offer that because the market might change so drastically that they lose in the long run. You don't see six. Matter of fact, you do see six month leases, but they're usually really high. And why is that? Because they feel because the owner homeowner feels like they're taking a risk. You'll never see a six month lease for a good rate. Like the rates on a six month lease are mad high. Short term rentals are a risk. Nobody wants to do a short term rental. It's not a thing for an investor. 
Now, I get it. The Airbnb game changed that. Airbnb made it so that you were damn near a hotel motel. And the more properties that you had, you were like fucking playing Monopoly. You were collecting to the point where they didn't even own the properties. They were just searching owners that had secondary properties so that they could make the money off of them. And they were able to capitalize from uh, secondary homeowners that weren't around. And they made this market that was, I mean, it's thriving. The the motherfuckers that the, the super host, the Airbnb super host, they make a shit ton of money and live well because it's banging them over the head. It makes sense. But being that I live in a hotel city, we live in Las Vegas. It's kind of hard to get away from a hotel. I get being in a house, being quiet, being away, but that's not what's happening in Airbnbs. They're getting these nice houses, these beautiful properties, and then they're throwing parties and they're fucking up the neighborhoods. Most of the houses that are Airbnbs are in the millions. Average neighborhoods in Las Vegas, even outside of the hood, you're still looking at half a million plus. Don't nobody want to hear that bullshit. I could imagine how it is in New York City in a whole building like that. But hey, with these changes coming, what's going to happen? Is the rent going to come down due to supply and demand? Is rent going to stay high? What really will happen in New York City? Nobody knows. We'll have to find out and see. But I'm going to read this article from Thrifty Travel and see what they had to say. Planning a trip to New York City? Airbnb. <laughs> it's, it's interesting how fast it's like, oh, no, you can't go to New York. God forbid you got a hotel. What's wrong with hotels? They got food. People are there. They keep your shit clean. You don't have to worry about some weird cameras. Okay, probably there's cameras. I don't know. But it's a lot less invasive sometimes than Airbnbs. That's just me. Planning a trip to New York City, Airbnb may no longer be a viable lodging option for you in the Big Apple. Why not? They're taking that option away. Actually, the regulations that are coming are not necessarily taking away that option. But new regulations on short-term rentals went into effect last week, not only restricting how home-sharing platforms like Airbnb, Verbo, and others operate in the city, but also essentially barring many hosts and guests from now on short-term rentals are only allowed if the hosts are registered with the city i think that's a pretty good idea uh hosts also have to actually be living in the apartment or the house they're renting and that's how it used to be when it started and they must be present during the stay now that's interesting they can only have two guests which means airbnbs will no longer be an option for families or large groups Platforms like Airbnb and Verbo are not allowed to process bookings for short-term rentals that are not registered. The cities had received more than 3,800 applicants as of last week and just approved under 300 of them. Ouch. Uh, and that's according to the Associated Press. Airbnb has called this regulation a de facto ban on short-term rentals. The company sued New York City in June, but the case was dismissed. Airbnb has not said whether it will appeal the decision. Airbnb says it is canceling and refunding reservations for unregistered rentals from December 2nd onward, but stays will check in or stays with check-ins or before December 2nd will be honored to mitigate this impact for hosting guests. I honestly think that the system as a, as a whole isn't broken, but this regulation kind of slows things down. Airbnb became literally, you became a hotel owner. And I, I mean, there should be implications to that, especially because now you see, this is why you can't have hotels everywhere, right? Like you affect the neighborhood. Imagine if somebody bought a whole project and just turned into a hotel. Everybody got to go. Now this is a hotel. There's 30 units now that used to be rentals that are now hotels, short term only. 
Nobody can live here for more than three days at a time. Imagine if your building told you you can't live here for more than three days at a time. How would you live? That's why this shit doesn't make sense. They're taking away the ability for people to even choose where to live. And you're taking options away from people that might. Bro, two family homes making 100 grand a year and they can't live in a city is fucking crazy. It is beyond me. It really is. With spot, oh, Spotify. With Spotify spending a billion dollars, what do you think their return has been? Do you think that they've done something amazing in the podcast space? Do you think what they've done with podcasts has really changed the game? Or have they just bought up a bunch of shit and now they got to figure it out? Stories out of the Wall Street Journal. Spotify spent more than $1 billion to build a podcasting empire. I mean, kind of. Kind of. The shit is Joe Budden's podcast, or Joe Budden's network, excuse me, network is right there on that same list. So it's like, it's kind of hard to, to really measure that. It's weird. Um, it struck splashy deals with Kim Kardashian, the Obamas, Prince Harry, and Meghan Markle. It paid $286 million for a pair of podcast studios and spent $250,000 and more an episode on exclusive shows to lure new listeners. The bet hasn't paid off. Most of the shows haven't been profitable, aren't profitable, and according to people familiar with the matter, the company has recently cut staff and programming due to slows, slowing and losses. The co- whoa, whoa, whoa. This is in euros. These aren't American dollars. That's weird. The company would struggle to report consistent profits lost 527 million euros, equivalent to about $565 million in the damn in the six months ending in June on 6.2 billion in revenue. What Spotify did was buy a bunch of bullshit and spend money on things that weren't gonna go nowhere. Don't get me wrong, them acquiring so many podcasts and cutting so many checks, very thankful. Appreciate the opportunity. But the idea that the Obamas got all those hundreds of millions of dollars and all these fucking losers, Will Smith got hundreds of millions, Kim Kardashian, those fucking people suck. What a waste of money. That shit was dumb. I can't believe they did such a thing. You want to know what a good bet is? Hostess. That's where the good bet is. Stories out of USA Today. The J.M. Smucker Co. Smucker's company is set to acquire Hostess brand. The snack make better product. Oh, man, this is amazing. The snack that makes. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Just to be clear, I don't even own stocks in this shit. But the idea that they're going to merge for this much money is fucking crazy. This is a snack company. Listen to the numbers. Just this shit fucked me up. The JM Smacker Company is set to acquire hostess brands. The snack maker behind products like Twinkies, Ho-Hos, and Donitos for approximately $5.6 billion, including the debt. I got to hit him with a ka-ching. The deal is meant to expand Schmucker's offering offerings of beloved brands and growing in, cat- in categories. Yeah, but is that how that works? $5.6 billion to buy some old snack shit to make your shit bigger when you're already a giant company. Anyway, uh, it's focus is to grow its consumers and Smuckers has agreed to pay 34.25 per share in cash and in stocks. And they're going to take on around 900 million of net debt, making a deal worth $4.6 billion, excluding the debt. The deal would transfer a number of the brand Smuckers portfolio 
as well as roughly 3,000 employees in manufacturing and distribution facilities in Kansas, Ontario, Illinois, Georgia, Indiana, and Arkansas. The deal represents a company expansion to Smacker's brand, according to the CEO Mark Smacker. In addition to the namesake brand, Smacker owns coffee brands, Folgers, Dunkin', and Cafe Butero. I knew I liked Schmuckers. Uh, and they also own companies like Jif and Uncrustables. And they have pet companies, too. Schmuckers makes everything. And now Schmuckers owns Ho-Hos and Ding-Dongs. This shit's amazing. Do you love Hostess? Because they just made people a shit ton of money. That shit is insane. How do they get away with selling all their debt? I don't even know. It's only Monday, and we're back tomorrow. I told you I'm back all week. All week, all week, all week, all week, all week, all week. I promise you I'm here all week. It was a great show. I'd like to thank you. My name is Sabian. Live in the moment. Don't live in the past. Be safe. Stay dangerous. Livo loves you. Back tomorrow, I got more stories. I got more shit to talk about.